Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. And thank you for joining us once again on the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, this time around, we're going to just jump on right into our Evil Dead stuff. Um, I've got with me tonight Bo, Pat, and Jeff, and I'm going to run really fast through some of our movie info. Uh, we are trying to, we're teachers, and so it's summer break, and, and some of us are going on vacation, some of us being me. Um, and so we're trying to get some stuff recorded real quick. So um, I'm just going to jump in really fast, do the movie stuff, and then we're going to get on with our uh, movie discussion of Evil Dead 2. So let me jump right on it. First of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about. So if you have not seen Evil Dead 2, you may want to go back and watch it. We're going to talk a little bit about whether or not um, if you want to see Evil Dead 1, you could. Uh, probably not necessary. Evil Dead 2, and then there's Army of Darkness. So if you we're going to give away stuff, but uh, some of the guys we will talk about ways that we've watched these out of order and how a lot of us got introduced to this series through Army of Darkness first and then realized, oh, crap, this is actually a sequel. Uh, then we went back and we found Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2 and, and watched those afterwards. Some of us did. Um, so up to you if you want to start with Army of Darkness, because I think a portion of our hosts uh, agreed that that was probably their favorite uh, of this series. But if you want to be, you know, if you want to be a purist and you want to start with the first one and work on your way, work your way through that way, go for it. Uh, just be aware. We are going to spoil the events of the movies that we talk about. So we will spoil the stuff that's in evil dead too. We might even, I don't think we're going to spoil anything for army of darkness because a couple of the guys, uh, at least one of the guys has not seen it yet. So uh, we're not going to give away too much with that. If you can, please also leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you're enjoying about the show. Um, and so we, we, we just want to interact as much as we can with anybody who's listening. And we appreciate everybody who comes and listens. We're just a bunch of guys doing this because we enjoy it. We don't get paid for this. We don't, we, we don't get anything out of this other than enjoyment. So we are hoping that you enjoy uh, joining us each and every time. And if you want to interact more with us, we are doing a lot of stuff on Twitter. We've also got Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can email us. You can call into the voicemail line. All that information is on our website, 30podcast.com. So you can go there and you can find all those different ways to, to interact with the show. All right. Well, let me jump on right in to Evil Dead 2. This one came out March 13th, 1987, was rated R, a runtime of one hour, 24 minutes. So it's a short one. Director was Sam Raimi. He did The Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, Darkman, and Spider-Man 1 through 3. Producer was Rob Tappert. He did The Evil Dead movies, Darkman, Mantis, the TV series, the Hercules TV series, Xena, Warrior Princess, and the TV series Ash vs. Evil Dead. 
writer for this one, two writers for this one, Sam Raimi did the Evil Dead movies, Dark Man, Mantis, Xena Warrior Princess, and Ash vs. Evil Dead, and Scott Spiegel has done The Rookie and From Dust Till Dawn 2. Music was done by Joseph Loduca, uh, who did the Evil Dead movies, Hercules TV series, Xena series, Spartacus TV series, and Ash vs. Evil Dead. Budget for this one was $3.6 million. Box office was $5.9 million. Starring Bruce Campbell as Ashley Ash Williams. He was in the Evil Dead movies, Maniac Cop movies, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., Xena, Hercules, Bubba Hotep, Spider-Man movies, Burn Notice, and Ash vs. Evil Dead. Sarah Berry played Annie Noby. She was in Chud 2. Dan Hicks played Jake. He was in Spider-Man 2 and Oz the Great and Powerful. Cassie Wesley played Bobby Joe. She was in One Life to Live and Days of Our Lives. Richard Domeyer played Ed Getley. He was in Teen Wolf and Die Hard 2. Ted Raimi played Possessed Henrietta. He was in the Evil Dead movies Dark Man, Sequest 2032, Xena, Spider-Man movies, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Denise Bixler played Linda. She was in Crisis in the Kremlin and Ash vs. Evil Dead. John Peaks, who died in 2017, played Professor Raymond Noby. He was in The Mighty Max and Six Souls. Lou Hancock, who died in 1994, played Henrietta Noby. She was in Miracle Mile, The Fisher King, and Walker, Texas Ranger. And Greg Nicotero, who people will know if uh, they're fans of zombie stuff and, and a lot of monster makeup things and The Walking Dead. Um, he played several different kind of special effect monster things in here. The Hand... Um, Evil Ed's hand, Henrietta's long neck. They called Henrietta's long neck Peewee head. Um, he was in the makeup department for Day of the Dead, Creep Show 2, Kill Bill, Transformers, Walking Dead, and Army of Darkness. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this one a 98%. Audience gave it an 89%. And Roger, Ebert, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars and said, if you know it's all special effects, and if you've seen a lot of other movies and have a sense of humor, you might have a great time at Evil Dead too. Cinema score, no results for this one. Awards, none for this one. The second of three films in the Evil Dead series is part horror, part comedy, with Ash Williams once again battling horrifying demons at a secluded cabin in the woods. After discovering an audio tape left by a college professor that contains voices reading from the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, uh, Ash's girlfriend Linda becomes possessed by evil spirits that are awakened by the voices on the tape. Ash soon discovers there's no escaping the woods. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. From the creator of Evil Dead comes Evil Dead 2. So with Evil Dead 2, 
Um, I am just going to, I'm going to jump right in here to uh, a couple of things that I had background wise for this movie. Um, just some other fun stuff that kind of, you know, some stories that have been floating around since this movie got, uh, got made. Uh, back in 87 during the scene where the severed head of Linda bites Ash's hand, Bruce Campbell says the, the single line work shed. Um, this line was later redubbed in post-production due to the quality of the audio, giving it a strange, slightly disproportionate sound, which I thought was great. Um, and then I guess nine years later, he was filming a cameo for escape from LA. Um, and then I guess the curse Kurt Russell. The first thing he said to Bruce Campbell when he came on the set was he's like, just please say the word work shed. Uh, Sam Raimi, the director, credits Stephen King for making the sequel possible. Uh, Raimi couldn't get enough money to fund the film, so Stephen King made a few phone calls because he was a big fan of the original Evil Dead movie from 81, uh, and he convinced a few people to give uh, Sam Raimi the money he needed for the sequel. Um, Producers insisted upon using different colors of blood to avoid an X rating. Um, The Motion Picture Association actually gave the film an X rating when it came out. Uh, which I think is kind of interesting because I don't know. I can't think of anything that today would like, if you were to sit down today and say, is this an NC 17 movie? No, but at the time, apparently it was enough. There was enough blood in the movie to give it an X rating. So, um, in a visual pun, this is one of my favorite things, uh, in a visual pun, one of the books that he places on the can after he chops his own hand off and he puts it on the, puts the bucket over it and he drops the books on top of it. The top one is, uh, Ernest Hemingway's a farewell to arms. And I think that to me always sums up the entire movie anyway, because we know this is a joke and we're just going to throw that right out there. Uh, Bruce Campbell has said this is his favorite film of the trilogy. And farewell to arms. What's that? There's a scene. There's a scene where they flip the negative. So it looks like his chainsaw switches arms. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite little weird trivia things about this movie. It's so fun. I noticed that when I was watching it. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, he, Sam Raimi wanted him to walk the other direction, so all he did in, in editing was flip the negative. Yeah. Because this was 1987, and you could just do that. Nobody would notice. Well, you know, you got to hand it to him. Especially in Evil Dead too. You got to hand it to him. Oh, man. I did that. Uh, the last thing I've got here, Rosebud, uh, the film production company. So you see the rose coming up at the beginning and the Rosebud production company is not a real company. Um, the producer, uh, Dino De Laurentiis was forbidden to release an unrated or NC 17 or X rated movie through his own company. So they created a fake company called Rosebud, um, just for the sole purpose of releasing evil dead Two. So, all right. So we'll jump on into the movie. Um, do you prefer, we kind of talked about this a little bit with Lost Boys, do you prefer keeping your horror purely scary or are you okay with horror comedies? What's your preference? I think Pat and I would agree that the comedy helps. I mean, I'm not a huge horror fan. I think Pat and I are sort of, I'm a little less, I'm a little more of a horror fan than Pat is, but you know, not to speak for you, Pat. I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when the comedy's in there. It just makes it more palatable for me. Well, actually, let me let me back um, up for a second because I forgot this. Pat, this is the first time you've seen this. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. So, and, and Jeff, you've seen it before. 
What's that? You've seen it before, right? No, this is my first time seeing it. It was your first time too? Okay. Okay, did did both of you bother to watch Evil Dead 1 first? No, I didn't. John John described this one as more of a remake than a sequel, so I didn't. I just kind of jumped right to this one. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the first one either. I just watched okay. this Okay, just curious for as we're having the conversation, there will be different things I might or might not say. Thank you. Okay. So, you no, so, what you got to say, because I'm probably based on this one, I probably won't go back and watch the first one. I wouldn't bother, no. But you should see Army of Darkness someday. Oh, I like, I really like Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. So you'd seen Army of Darkness before this, but not this? Yes. yes. Okay. That actually, I think that, see, everybody I talk to, that's the, pro, that's the order they saw these movies in. Yeah, a lot of people our age seem to have gotten the intro to this. Because I'll admit, I saw Army of Darkness first. But many years ago, I went back and saw these. Yeah. That is interesting. That the, the Army of Darkness is like a gateway drug. <laughs> okay so for you guys for you guys who have now so I'll, I'll start with you pat because you haven't seen any of these that's correct okay so i'm gonna back up from my original question i'm gonna make this my original question so you know time warp let's do the time warp and we'll back up here a little bit um <laughs> thank you um just remember a trash can okay yeah. um well, thank you um, so Pat, first time you saw this, you haven't seen any of the other evil dead movies. What did you think? Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of like, what the heck is going on? And then a couple minutes into it, it was like, oh, okay. I think Jeff, uh, when we were talking about wonder woman, uh, a couple days ago or a week ago in podcast time, you were saying you were comparing this and just saying the movie knows what it's about. It knows what it's trying to be. And that's kind of a few minutes into it. I realized like, okay, he, he knows what kind of a movie he's making here. And, and, uh, and it's, it's supposed to be, you know, creepy, but silly. And, and it's almost like, I don't know how to say this. It's almost like a B movie, like something that you see yes. on, um, uh, uh, um, Sven Gulli or what's the other one with the little guys talk, Mr. Science Theater 3000. Yeah. It's almost like a movie like that but deliberately made, you know? So it's, uh, that was kind of my reaction was this, this definitely is not my genre, but like Bo was saying, the comedy helped me get through it. And it was like, Oh, okay. I, I see what he's going for here. And, and there were some, there was, there were some, uh, amusing parts in it. All right. So, oh, so I'm going to take your comments to, to say that you were not a fan of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to bash it I, just because it's not my genre. I'm not going to bash it. I mean, I, I think, you know, I'm sure it was well done for what it was supposed to be. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't go watch it again, uh, but I, I mean, it's not because it was like a horrendous movie. Okay. See, that's, I, does, that, that's, does that make sense? Am I saying like, yeah, no, things here? that's, that's funny to me though, because knowing your sense of humor, I would have thought you would have really liked this movie. Me too. Have you seen Army of Darkness? Sorry, I don't know if you said that earlier or not. I have not seen Army of Darkness. I'm going to check it out, definitely. Yeah, you need to see Army of Darkness. I think Army of Darkness takes the comedy to another level, and I think you'll jive with that a little better. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, I mean, I wasn't... I I don't know how to describe it. I, I, I don't want it to be psychoanalyzing Pat, because, yeah, there was the funny parts in it, and and all that. 
I, I, it wasn't like I was counting the minutes. It wasn't, it was just kind of like, okay, this is cute. You know, mm-hmm. kind of what, what's next, but I, I don't want to bash the movie, especially because I know that some of you guys really like it. So I, hey, I, I don't want to say that. You don't ever have to protect <laughs> us. If you don't like the movie, you can say it. We're, we're adults. Most of us. Okay. No, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed it and, and it didn't like creep me out. I wasn't like terrified and all that, but, uh, yeah, it was it was just a cute movie. No bad dreams in the Necronomicon, you mean? No, no bad dreams. I can't um I, I can't figure out why he ended up in medieval times at the end. I was a little confused by that, but maybe I missed something. Did I miss something? Yeah, you uh, did. I was say I'll I'll let John or Jeff take this one, but Okay. Sort of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, at, at at one point in this movie, when they're looking at the uh, the Necrocomicon and they're uh, <laughs> they're looking, they're being told the history, or mm-hmm. he's being explained the history. It turns uh, you see a drawing in the book of the uh, of him in the year thirteen hundred. Okay, with the chainsaw for hand, talking about how. Uh, and Bo and John helped me out here with some of these details about uh, the warrior from the sky or something like that that is mm-hmm. supposed to have ended uh, ended the evil to which he replies in this movie well he didn't do a really you know he didn't really do a good job of it right but okay you know you, you can tell by looking at the drawing in, in the movie that it, it's him that gets sent back to the year 1300. Which then sets up Army of Darkness, and if you read, if you read some of the notes Sam Raimi's published over the years, originally he wanted this movie to be, he wanted that teleportation to happen much earlier. But there were, and John can probably fill these details in a little better than I can, doing a little sketchy in my brain. But from what I remember, there were issues with the rights. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, somehow the rights to the videos from the, the shots from the first movie. So to tell the recap of the first movie, they had to reshoot it. They couldn't use the old stuff. So between that and the funding issues he had, he never got to tell that medieval story he always wanted. So he ended up pushing that back to Army of Darkness because I think yeah. it's a short version of it all. Yeah. Yeah, that was basically it. He, did, he wanted this one to be the medieval story, but he needed to he needed to kind of build that up and, and lay the groundwork for that. Um, so when we, we kind of talk, we've kind of talked about that about this before, whether it's a sequel or whether it's a remake. And I did a little bit more digging on this. And apparently what Sam Raimi has said is that if you look at evil dead one, cause the story of evil dead one is Ash and his girlfriend and a couple of, and another couple of couples, um, they go to this cabin and they're they're there to just have a party and drink and have fun. And then you end up getting like there's the the Necronomicon is there and all the stuff that you see at the very beginning of Evil Dead 2, that's what takes place in Evil Dead 1. Um okay. And so I don't know, it it sounds like you you guys are not necessarily going to go back and watch Evil Dead 1, so if I spoil stuff, will you be upset? No, I won't. Okay. I, I will I'll, yeah, no. Okay. So Evil Dead 1 then ends with 
all of his friends have been possessed, all of his friends he's had to kill them. And then, um, you know, you end with the movie. I, I think it's been a while since I've, since I've seen it, but you kind of end the movie with, he's about to get away. You know, he's, you know, he thinks everything's in the clear. He's getting out to his car. He's going to drive away. And then the end of the movie is the, you know, the evil when it shoots through the forest and you see it, it's making that sound as it goes through. Join you see that. Yeah. You hear the join us. And then you hear the evil kind of come up behind him and he just like, it it like hits him in the back or he turns Mm -hmm. and it hits him right there. And that's the end of evil dead one. And so So you're left with this, what happened to Ash? Is he evil? Whatever. They just kind of end it. Right. So Sam Raimi has said the, the little extra digging that I was able to do and find out Sam Raimi has said that the first 10, 15 minutes of evil dead two is supposed to be the entire retelling of evil dead one, just with less characters. Right. Minus the extra couple and right. So oh, from kind of condensed a little mm-hmm. bit. So from the moment when he gets possessed, when when he gets possessed and he falls into that puddle of water and he comes up with the possessed demon face thing, that is supposed to be where Evil Dead One ends and Evil Dead Two begins. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a sequel, kind of a remake. He just decided to truncate Evil Dead One and reshoot it because Bo, you're right, he couldn't get the rights. Um, to get those scenes to show them. Sounds like he didn't go to the George Lucas school of rights management. No. It's really what it comes down to. No. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then the rest of the movie is it's evil dead Two. It's its own thing. It retells. I mean, it redoes a lot of the same events that happened in evil dead one. It just does them in a slightly different way. And some of those scenes are more intense and some of those scenes are less intense. I will say the tree attacking the woman in this movie is less intense than evil dead one. Um, yeah, that's putting that mildly. I don't know about you, John, but I always wrote that off to funding. It sounded like mm-hmm. the funding for this movie was harder to get. So he couldn't make that tree as brutal as he wanted. Right. Yeah, but Pat, I'm not sure if that's true. It's just, yeah. Pat was, what was your question? I was saying was the comedy, uh, it was, it was the first one, a comedy like this one. Not as much. I don't think, I mean, it's still, no, there. I think, I would say they progressively got more horror comedy as they went on. Like right. Yeah. The first the original one, movie, I feel like the least comedy. And then yeah. this one we saw and then army of darkness has more. And then the TV show on stars is, I mean, it borders on slapstick. Right. With the comedy sometimes, I, which is, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I feel like army of darkness had a much better balance of the comedy to horror. So that, yeah, I think so, Sam. I, I think that's Sam Raimi having right so five but, more years under his belt. But after seeing Army of Darkness a couple of times and then backtracking and now watching this one, I wasn't as into this movie because it was it definitely felt disjointed. Okay, I would agree. Like, and John, did, what order did you see them in? Curiously enough, what order did I see them in? Yeah, the first time. Yeah, I saw Army of Darkness. And then I okay, saw. Okay, so we all saw Army of Darkness first. We yeah. can all agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw Army of Darkness so. at a, a sleepover party in, so I think, sixth or seventh grade. Nice. Oh. Good way to see Army of Darkness, by the way. Oh, yeah. This is my boomstick. Mm. <laughs> Shop I love smart. That movie. Shop I've been waiting. Honestly, smart. I've been waiting to see it until we did this podcast because I, I think I told you guys last week or two weeks ago, maybe. I have a complete problem with these movies and that Army of Darkness bleeds in to when I'm talking about Evil Dead 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. 
So I have been waiting purposefully till this was over to see Army of Darkness. Yeah. I cannot wait. Well, and then, so, yeah, so, I mean, I saw, when I saw these, I saw Army of Darkness at, at a sleepover party in like sixth or seventh grade. And then I think in college, because that's what I figured out a few years later, I figured out that that was the third movie in the mm-hmm. whole thing. And I was like, oh, well, well, wait a minute, there's others. I thought the whole beginning sequence of Army of Darkness was just like them telling a quick little story, but apparently there were other movies. So I remember in college, <clears throat> there was a video store where you could, you know, you could rent for like a dollar per VHS per week. You could rent a whole bunch and they just had a whole bunch of foreign films and old movies. And, um, so I remember going to college town, doesn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I remember going there and I remember finding evil dead one, I don't know if they had to, or if I just hadn't watched it yet. So I watched evil dead one and I thought, Ooh, wow, this is not the same as army of darkness. Um, this is kind of intense. Like there are still some maybe unintentionally because it is, funny parts. Evil dead one can be kind of, it's in, it's more intense. It can, I think it's a little scarier. It can be a little fun. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. They were definitely trying to, you know, they were definitely trying some stuff out in evil dead one. So then, um, maybe like a year or two later, still in college, one of our college theaters was doing like a rewind film festival. And for like a couple of dollars per ticket, you could go see, I think I saw taxi driver. Um, I saw maybe 2001. Um, and then evil dead two was one of the movies they were showing. And I thought, well, are you kidding me for $2? I can go see it in the theater. Then let's go. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, and so I remember going to see it in the theater and just, and, and this maybe is another one of those experiences, maybe why I love this movie so much, is it was another of those experiences, like I said, you know, a, a few days ago when we did our Wonder Woman show, I love going to the theater and having, being in a room with other people who are just, are reacting to this movie, and people were just dying laughing while we were watching this movie in the theater, and it was so much fun, and I absolutely loved it. So, I mean, this one for me, I, I love Army of Darkness, that's still probably my favorite, but I will watch this one over and over. When I knew it had come time for us to watch this one for the podcast, I've probably, when I've gone to the gym, I've probably watched this thing three times in the last week. Oh, wow. And it had been a while since I'd seen it, so I'm watching this thing, and I'm I'm like trying to balance exercising with laughing um, <laughs> and not looking like an idiot when other people are just seeing me on my headphones and they don't know what's Wait, going on. you mean it's hard to run at a six-incline on a treadmill while you're laughing? Sure. What? I just pretend I'm running through the forest trying to get away from the evil. <laughs> um, There's a district office joke in there, but I'm going to leave it alone. There is, yeah. Hey, now. Well done. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think I saw these in the same order that you did. So it's interesting then to me, Jeff, that you saw Army of Darkness and then you saw this one, but you didn't. So do you not like this one? Yeah, you know, I don't think I... Hmm. I don't know if I if I'd seek out to watch this one again. Okay. I don't even necessarily know that if I'm flipping through the channels and it was on, that I would stop. Okay. Oh wow! See, I would stop if I had nothing else to do, and I'm flipping through the channels. I would stop. Yeah, but like again, if it was Army of Darkness, done. Oh, yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's a no doubt. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I. And I've been thinking about this since I, you know, since I watched the movie. Like, wh- what, why, why am I having such a hard time accepting this movie 
would have no problem accepting Army of Darkness. I don't have an answer for that yet. I think Army of Darkness took it to another level. I think the production value of Army of Darkness is another leg up. I think the visuals in Army of Darkness, another leg up. I mean, let's be honest, Evil Dead 1 was basically a student film. I mean, oh yeah. Hey, if you've ever that, if, but if you've ever read if you've ever read any of the stuff they had to go through to make that movie, I mean, it, I'm surprised half mm-hmm. the people that worked on that movie came out alive. Yeah, I mean, it was it, so you're looking at early Sam Raimi stuff here and and I think by the time he got to Army of Darkness that was when he finally like hit a stride. He was like, "Okay." And I think he had more funding then. I think it appeals to a broader sensibility because it is a little funnier. Um, these are these are like looking at early sketches of something you really enjoy. These two movies. Um, it's cool when you when you think of it that way. I really think so. I, th- I think that when you look at these and you go, okay, this was like. We, we, all, we all rag on George Lucas sometimes for making changes to his movies and going back and fixing things because he, he looked at them 10 years later and went, oh, God. But I think in a weird way, you see some of the same things here with Army of Darkness. He didn't go back and change his movies. He just made it better. I think Army of Darkness was the movie he always wanted to make. But he had to get there first. And then, unlike George Lucas, Sam Raimi just made his prequels you know, beforehand. And I think that's one of the things I really liked about evil dead Two was being able to see that this is, this is a second draft. I mean, there's not too many times mm-hmm. that you get to see a movie and then the same person just a few years later remakes it and improves upon it. I mean, now it's a little bit more commonplace, but at that point, you know, back in the eighties and, and even when I was watching it in the nineties, it was like, that's not, you know, you don't get too many, you don't get too many chances to see that. We didn't have, DVDs yet where you'd be able to see, you know, here's all the deleted scenes and here's the alternate endings and here's the, so I think when I first saw this and I was like, well, wait a minute. So you're telling me he did evil dead one. And then six years later he makes evil dead two and he gets a chance to improve upon it with a bigger budget and a big, that's awesome. Like, I think that's one of the things that initially drew me to some and of then these. Army of darkness is what? Five years later from that. Yeah. It was 92. Yeah, so, so five, five years, years later again, one. he gets to do it again. Mm-hmm. And he gets to take it where he always wanted to in the first place. Which is just awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's it surprises me a little bit that, that for those of you that have seen Army of Darkness, that you don't like, that either you don't like this one as much or you don't like it. Because I, to me, that's that's one of the reasons I do like this so much is because I think it's so similar to army of darkness, but there's just, there must just be something about there's something different enough about this one. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like maybe because it's a whole lot of like a lot of the movie is just Ash by himself. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know that Bruce Campbell can carry the movie by himself. Okay. Or at least not as long as he did in this one. Yeah. And see all that's all that stuff. I could watch that all day. It's, it actually becomes less interesting to me when the other people show up. I think his character works better when, when he's got other people to play off. 
Okay. I would actually agree with that. I think the interaction is what makes that character awesome because I think it's interesting you say that, John, because in the new TV series, he's very rarely alone. Okay. He actually has a team of people around him. So he's, so even when they're all off doing things, there's always somebody with him. Okay. Which I I had not seen up to this point. I really wanted to see it and I had not watched it up to this point, but I did. I haven't seen it either, but I really liked it. I did jump on um, the stars website. Um, I think I jumped on there a couple of days ago and the first episode was free. Oh, right on. And, and so I went ahead and I watched the first episode and after at the end of the first episode, just the way the whole episode went, the first opening bit of that before you get to the title card and then the way the mm-hmm. episode ends, I was just like, okay, I I need to find a way to get the rest of these episodes. It is. Can I out. sign up? Can I sign up for the seven day free trial and watch all of them in seven days? Cause I think that's, what's going to have to happen. It is out freaking standing. They have done a great job with coming back to this universe. How many years later? And and in season, I think it's season two, but the seasons are so short on some of these that I'm really bad at where the dividing line is. But I think it's season two, Lucy Lawless shows up. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. But there's always something going on and, and there's always somebody with him. And I think his, because he's playing the Obi-Wan to these new monster hunters, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially in the first season, which is ridiculous to it's think just, of him. It's ridiculous to think of him yes. as anybody's mentor. It is. It really is. And I think that's what makes it like him mentoring Pablo and what's her name. I'm forgetting right now, but Oh God. Mm-hmm. Is it still Bruce Campbell? Yes. Oh, wow. And he is. I love Bruce. Yeah, Campbell. Like if I see him in something, I'm like, okay, that's fun. Cause he's still fun. The chin. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Bruce Campbell. Always have. So, but I will always picture him as Ash from Army of Darkness. Oh yeah, that is Bruce Campbell to me. Doesn't matter what he shows up in, right? That's the guy from Army of Darkness. <laughs> well, that's uh, to me. It's it's really similar to we talked last week about Adam West passing away, or our last episode a couple of days ago. Um, we talked about him passing away and said that you know other than him doing Batman, I don't really equate. I know he's done other things, but I don't really equate him with anything other than Batman. That's just too lodged in my brain that that's who Adam West mm-hmm. is. And for me, that's Bruce Campbell is that he's Ash. I, I don't see, I know he's been other characters. I know he's done other things. He's been in other TV shows, but every time I see him, that's always, it's just Ash that's lodged in my head with him. So I, one thing I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. Looking at, I'm looking at his IMDb page right mm-hmm. now. Apparently he did an, uh, an episode of the TV show Psych, yeah. mm-hmm. and his character was named Doctor Ashford. <laughs> it was awesome. Nice. Well, Pat knows him so as, as Briscoe County Junior. That's how, yeah. that's how I met him was Brisco, Briscoe County Junior. In which I need to go find those because I've never watched any of those. You need to. Oh no way! YouTube. Yeah. Briscoe County Junior was awesome. Outstanding. It, it only had one season, right? But or did it have a couple seasons? He might have had a season and a half or something, but it was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. It, Talk about great campy TV that should have stuck around for years. Yeah. That's, yes. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah. So good. It looks like so he's good. got cameos in a lot of Sam Raimi's other movies. Oh, yeah. He shows yeah. up in all Sam Raimi stuff because they they have an amazing 
producing, directing, relationship. Like if you dig deeper into that, like anything Sam Raimi's involved in, Bruce Campbell's there. Mm-hmm. Bruce I, Campbell produced a lot of Sam Raimi's stuff. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, those guys show up together a lot. They've been working together for ever, ever since the first Evil Dead, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's true. They, 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 they are paired on a lot of things. And a lot of stuff, you know, like you said, Bruce shows up in a cameo. Dig a little deeper on that same movie. I guarantee he's listed as a producer or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah, and and Sam Raimi's brother they, too. Right, Ted. Right? Yeah, Ted, Ted Raimi. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it's quite a team those guys built over the years, and they've done some amazing, amazing stuff. So let me let me ask this: How do you feel about? Because one of the reasons I think I really like a lot of the Ash versus the evil dead stuff going on in this movie is because a lot of it, the humor, at least a lot of it reminds me, I think of the three stooges. Yes. So where are you guys at? I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Where are you get at in terms of three stooges? Are you a fan of three stooges? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because to me, I, that I think is one of the reasons that I, I love this movie so much is because I see so much of the Three Stooges in this movie. And so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get a sense of, I, it's, it's one of these things where I'm trying to wrap my head around why, do, why does someone not like this movie as much? Yeah, the, the, and the stuff you're, you're alluding to, John, was some of the stuff that I kind of was like, okay, this is funny. Okay. It's just, uh, is, is the, the one-on-one stuff, well, the one, him versus the evil or whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, it would just be the funny looks. And every time you think that he's going to be overwhelmed with, or man, someone would just give up. Somehow he manages to, well, just got to cut my hand off and then we're going here or whatever. And then I'm going to wrap it up. And then it's just, he, the guy keeps going. He keeps kind of figuring out a way to keep going. And what was the one line? Who's laughing now? Is Who's that what you're saying? When you cut? Yeah. Well, he was cutting his hand off, right? Uh-huh. Or what was he doing? Yeah, he's cutting his hand off. He's like, who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? And yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's funny. And it was, it's just kind of his, just one man versus the evil and all the little kind of funny things that would happen in between. All right. So is there, is there a scene in particular that you liked in this movie or is there a scene in particular that maybe one that just jumped out at you, whether you liked it or not, is there a scene where you just looked at it and you either thought that's hilarious or you looked at it and you thought, what the heck is going on? Well, again, after having seen army of darkness, I, I liked getting the backstory of how the, the chainsaw came to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's such a prominent thing in, for, for the character of Ash. So it filled, you know, it filled in that story gap for me. So I, I enjoyed, enjoyed uh, that, that scene when he, uh, when they go and they, they outfit his hand for, or his wrist, be able to hold not, and really not only the, um, the chainsaw, but also the sawed off shotgun. Yeah. The boomstick. The boomstick. Yeah. Exactly. That whole scene where the the iconic Ash character finally is he fully comes, right. Comes what I I I knew him to be. So maybe right. that maybe you know what maybe that's another reason why I bumped on this movie 
was just because it wasn't Ash as I knew Ash to be. Okay, it's the origin story. You almost have to. You almost have to think of it as an origin story. Yeah. 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 Huh. Groovy. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, now that we're talking this out, it does put it really into a different perspective for me. When you think of it as an origin story, as opposed to. Yeah, as opposed to the. As opposed to looking at it as a series of movies in a trilogy, yeah. mm-hmm. looking at a almost premium movie almost as a prequel. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think that that does something for my appreciation of this movie. Do you, maybe another, uh, another kind of follow up to that. And I know Pat, I, I may already know the answer to this question for you. How do you feel about when, when you're like looking at, maybe it's like the, the video store shelves back in the day when there were still video stores or you were flipping around on the channels, like bad horror movies that, you know, your friends would tell you about, but nobody in their right mind would ever go watch this or you'd never go to the theater to see it. But it was one you found uh, late at night on TV. Where are you at in terms of those? Is that something like you would seek out or is that something that, you know, if you're, if you're flipping through the channels and something was on late at night, you'd stop and watch it. I think it on what it was. Pat, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Jeff. Why don't you, I kind of cut in on you. Um, well, I was at, I, I think it depends on what, what the movie is. Like I will watch killer clowns from outer space. Okay. Over and over and over again. But there, are, there may be other "quote unquote" bad horror movies that I would be like, "No, I'm, just, I'm not watching this." Guy. So I think yeah. it, just, it depends on what the movie is. I think you have special places in your in your viewing heart for movies. Um, I think it would be hard to pick a movie like this just off the shelf randomly. You would have to have some sort of yeah. recommendation or you might, I suppose, if you had seen Army of Darkness bump on a picture of Bruce Campbell with a chainsaw arm and be like, wait a minute, is that connected? Um, but other than that, I'm not sure it would grab you in any random way. Yeah. Trying to remember what the poster of this looks like. I'm gonna look it up right now. It's a skull with like human eyeballs. Right. So you're not seeing that connection. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you're walking through what you would think. It's interesting. I never thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, I I would I was never into horror. Like this is this is my first foray into like horror movies, like with this and with the the house and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, was it two or three years ago when we did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? That was the first time I saw that thing. Yeah. So um, for me, and, and honestly, I think it was just no one in my family was into it. Okay. I didn't have an uncle that was into it that was like, hey, you got to check this out. Um, I, you know, my, my parents weren't, that, that wasn't into it. Like I know Dennis, I know is a pretty big, I think Dennis is a pretty big horror fan and he loves all the stuff from like the serious horror to the cheesy horror to the whatever. Yeah. I, I think because it were, I, I think he said his dad was, I don't know, but there was someone into it that introduced him to it. For me, 
it, there were always other kind of movies that I would be, um, that, that were the ones that were like the go-to for my family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for, for me, there was just never any draw there. And even I'm trying to think of like my friends, I'm too like, like the sci-fi or the action stuff. So, I mean, at all the, whenever there'd be a sleepover where something was going down, I mean, it would either be like, you know, aliens. And even that, it would be aliens, not alien or the lethal weapon movies or die hard or something like that. Right. So I, I think that was, that's part of it is just, I never had the inclination. I tend to get, you know, maybe it's the Irish in me, but I'm always kind of like, you know, the Banshee's coming for me. I got to turn the lights on, prepare to fight kind of thing. And I never had fringe groups kind of like saying, dude, you got to check this out. I hope that answered your question. I don't know if that was just rambling, but, but that was why, like, so the video stores, when it was the horror, I usually just walk right past them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious. Cause that's, I, I mean, I think this, I, I think one of the reasons that I love this movie so much is because it bridges that I always loved horror movies. It didn't really matter what it was. Um, okay. you know, if there was a bad horror movie on late at night, I, I'd put it on and I'd watch through the rest of it. Or if somebody told me, if somebody said, Hey, there's this horror movie. It is the worst movie ever. And I, I know this is going to seem strange after I gave everybody such a hard time about watching uh, the room, but which I think is also a bad horror movie, but for different reasons. Um, (laughs) I, there's a whole other conversation we can have. My brother was staying with us last night and I made some comment to him about the room and he just looked at me and he goes, Oh, Hey Mark. I'm like, no, not you two. Just, just stop it. Okay. No, just stop it. No. Apparently That's he's standing. Apparently he went to go see it in the theater. So apparently somewhere he went to go. I don't know if it was at uh, like Illinois state university in, in Bloomington normal. Apparently they do on occasion, they'll do like these rocker, you know how the Rocky horror picture show, they'll do like the interactive screenings of it. Yeah. Apparently they do that with the room. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, something I will avoid at all costs. So, but I mean, I think what this, what evil dead two does is I think it bridges my love of the goofy and the three stooges with my love of, I will watch nearly anything. If somebody tells me there's this really stupid horror movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's like the, the special effects are horrible. The, the monster, you know, the prosthetics, the other, it's so bad. I will go watch it. If somebody tells me that. Okay. And so like, I, I actually had, there was another, um, another podcaster. Um, when I said that we were doing evil dead Two, I think this was about a week ago. I said, hey, we're doing evil dead Two, And they, uh, I don't remember if they replied back or if they posted something up and said something like, you know, there's this movie that was made in 1990. It's called demon wind. And it is like, if evil dead two, wasn't good. <laughs> okay. And I jumped on it immediately oh, wow. and I'm the like, I'm like of that. I know. And I'm jumped on it and I, I tweeted him back and I'm like, where can I find this? It's like, and now I'm interested. And he's like, it's on YouTube. Just go check it out. So immediately I jump over to YouTube. I watch the entire movie. It's bad. <laughs> but you know what? I enjoyed watching it because it was bad. Okay. And so I think that's what this movie does for me. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much is that it takes that whole idea of we're going to make a crappy horror movie 
and we're going to make it funny and silly like the Three Stooges, and we're going to mash that all together, and, and we got, we're going to let you in on the hint. We know this is a crappy movie. Like, we've intentionally made a bad horror movie, and we're throwing that, that comedy into it, and we're just wrapping that all up, and we're giving it to you, the people who would enjoy this kind of thing. And so I think, I, I think in the back of my mind, I must be very similar to Sam Raimi. <laughs> because I, yeah. I look at a lot of the stuff he did in this movie, and I'm just like, that's, that's genius. I love well, it. Well, there are a lot of things, a lot of people you could be similar to would be worse. That's true. That yeah, I could be like Tommy yeah. Wiseau. I want to pose a question. Are there any other genres of films that have this? I mean, or is, is horror really unique to them? That, like, you got good horror, you got bad horror, but, like, it seems like people that, like, all that, oh, that one's a bad horror movie. And uh, is, is that unique? Like, horror as a genre lends itself to, for lack of a better term, fun bad. Mm hmm. Better than most other genres. I think so because, well, I mean, like sci-fi horror because you've got mystery science theater. Exactly. You know, and that's, I, I can't think of a movie that they've ever done that has not been either a sci-fi or horror movie. Mm -hmm. So I maybe I mean, think just, about it. Like what, how could you make a comedy movie that would be fun bad? I suppose. Well, there's, well that's just bad comedy. Right. I mean, that's, that's just not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. This, all of a sudden, it's not funny if it's a bad comedy. So, right. An action adventure movie can't really be fun bad because it's, at that point, it's just bad. Yeah. But right. horror. But then don't you, end, don't you end up with like a movie like uh, MacGruber? Yeah. Okay. So maybe. So you maybe might have you a few have in there. Fun bad action. It's just harder. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think sci fi horror is probably, there's just more of it. Yeah, well, more fun bad for sure because yeah. horror and sci-fi all automatically mean there's a category called a B-movie. Because you don't hear people talk about a B-movie being a comedy. Every B-movie you hear about is sci-fi or, or horror. Yeah. you got to roll fantasy into the sci-fi thing. But all of a sudden, once you have a B-movie, you can have a fun bad movie. Yeah. And it opens up a whole nother avenue of enjoyment where, yeah, that, that's where the cult classics come from. Yeah. You know, a lot of cult classics are, are, are fun, bad movies. They're not the best movie you've ever seen made, but God, are they fun. Yeah. They're just fun. <laughs> Maybe kung fu movies, like yeah. a different second. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah, the actually, only that's other one. genre that I could think of where even the quote unquote bad ones are good. Right, because you have there, there's a there's a level of redeeming quality to them. Like the 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 horror movies that are bad are are the redeeming quality is even the horror is funny because of the way they did the horror. You know, it's, you're laughing when you're supposed to be scared. That makes it a fun, bad horror movie. Kung fu movies, I think the same thing. You're you're watching this movie, and when the dialogue doesn't sync up with the overdub, you know, there's a whole other level of funny there, 
which allows you to enjoy the movie on a level that maybe was never intended. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's it right there. You're, you're able to enjoy the movie on a level that the producers and directors couldn't even have thought of when they were making it. Is that what makes that extra level of enjoyment? Like, they weren't trying to make you like it that way, but that's why you like the movie. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Or am I just, you know, too many beers in to know what I'm talking about? Well, there could be that, too. It made sense to me, man. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to jump back just to kind of wrap us up here. I'm going to jump back really quickly to my earlier question um, that I didn't answer. And I don't know, maybe a couple other didn't either. But like favorite, if, is there a favorite scene or is there a scene where you're just like, what the heck is going on? I remember watching this in the movie theater for the very first time. And I remember audibly going, what the in the scene where his girlfriend gets resurrected, uh, she comes up out of the ground <laughs> and her head rolls back onto her shoulders. Yeah. And then she starts dancing around. And at the end of that, you got the whole dance at the same tune that he had been playing on the piano earlier. And then at the whole, the end of that scene, she just like leaps away and just kind of this. Wee! <laughs> and I remember sitting in the theater going, what the heck am I watching? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I think I'm enjoying this, but this is just weird. So yeah, that I'd, I'd go that scene, or I'd go the uh, the scene where he takes her head into the into the uh, workshed. Yeah, and yeah. she's doing she's doing the whole thing of you know you know she burns in hell, and we're gonna torment her, and then you're going down. <laughs> the, Jeff already went in depth on the on the scene, the origin story of Ash with the yeah yeah with the chainsaw and all that, and that is obviously you know the the quintessential scene from the movie, but. I love all of the um, join us stuff where the mm -hmm. where you hear the join us. It's pretty early in, in two in Evil Dead Two, and but in, in two it's join us, and you see the camera buzzing through the forest, mm -hmm. and it's just low to the ground, and you 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 get the feeling that this this demon lives really low to the ground. Not for any reason, because they don't really portray that, except the way they run the camera, you know? Right. And, well, it and has to do, I mean... Where, and, the, where the demon is rushing up to the cabin. All of those shots right. are just so cool. It just, it, it, it spooks you out because you don't see people. Well, half, and half of that has to do with Sam Raimi's use of Dutch angles, which I know <laughs> is going to be interesting to Pat. <laughs> see, Pat, I would like to point out that I tried not to go there. I'm just... Hey man, hey! I was uh, uh, a week ago. I was pointing out camera angles in Lost Boys, so I just want to say you were. That's I'm, true. You I, did. I am educating myself. Okay, yeah. I am you educating were. myself. We're proud. So I just you want to point out? No, I tried. I tried not to go there. You just okay. hey, you know what? You go ahead and talk about your Dutch ovens, okay? <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, hey, it's it's your podcast, okay? You can you can take a dump in the middle of the show, and we don't have to stay here, okay, man? It's your thing. You do whatever you want. <laughs> no dumping. Everybody, let's just make that a rule. Mm. Everybody, just let's settle down, okay? Let's settle down. I'm sorry, John. Talk about your Dutch ovens. <laughs> uh. Oh, my. Mm. It must be late. Everybody, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. It I is. just think I should put that disclaimer out there. <clears throat> we're, we're putting that disclaimer out there. Mm. All right. So, so let's, let's wrap up with this. 
I think we're kind of half and half. So we've got half of us not a big fan of Evil Dead 2. Half of us, I think, very big fans of Evil Dead 2. Um, without giving anything away, and we've already kind of talked about it a little, little bit, but without giving anything away, Pat still hasn't seen Army of Darkness. <laughs> what would you tell somebody who has seen this movie and you want to tell them, go see Army of Darkness? It gets better. Okay. They have so much more fun with everything. Like they delve into a whole other level of cray cray. Like, yeah, like Bruce Campbell is having fun when he's making Army of Darkness. He has embraced the fact that he is the guy with a chainsaw for a hand. In, in, in Evil Dead 2, he does it out of necessity. In Army of Darkness, he's like, he has hey, fun with it. I'm the guy with a chainsaw for a hand. Mm-hmm. Look what I can do. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Right. Like <laughs> he's got a chainsaw for a hand and a sawed-off shotgun, and he's ready to kick whatever ass comes his way. I just need to ask. So he's back in the mid- medieval times, and he's got a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Do they ever explain like does he run out of shells, or does he? <laughs> or am I being too literal? No, they they answer that question. Okay, but don't tell me. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. I'll wait four years till we can record, but I'm just just in the back of me is like, okay, how does he get the shells? Yeah, there's um <laughs> Or do you wanna ruin it? I don't care. He's got like a high school chemistry textbook in the back of his car. <laughs> <laughs> and he ta- that when he shows up in the medieval times his car comes with him. And uh, okay. it gets it gets sucked in with him uh, back to the, the thirteen hundred. Oh yeah, the, the car is part of the gestalt of the whole thing. Oh yeah, There's no doubting that. The Even car has to the to, car has to be way, in every movie. Versus Evil Dead on Stars, the car is part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Let me just the car is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think final consensus is if you were we're half and half on Evil Dead two. But I think you, Jeff, you would you would even agree. Definitely, Army of Darkness. Go take a look. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and then Bo, you're the only one of us who has seen, I think, most of the Stars TV show, and you would recommend that one too. Oh, without a doubt. It, it, okay. See Army of Darkness first. Don't get me wrong. Don't try to jump mm-hmm. into it without seeing that because I think it lays a lot of groundwork for the character. If you go from Evil Dead Two to Ash versus Evil Dead. There's definitely some. You're missing too much. The, the character makes some choices in in Army of Darkness that are important for yeah. the TV show. Um, but yeah, once you've seen Army of Darkness, do it. If you if you like Army of Darkness, you will love Ash versus Evil Dead, and it's it's so digestible once you find it because it's half hour increments and it's it's stars, so it's either ten or thirteen episode seasons. It's not. It's not a huge time commitment. It's quick half hour hits. Yeah. And it's fun. They have a lot of fun with, uh, with oh, the I... chainsaw hand. They have a lot of fun with Ash as a character. There's even a whole, there's a, a whole two or three episode arc. I said earlier, I have a little trouble differentiating the seasons because they're so short, but it's either at the end of season one or the beginning of season two. They have a whole arc where they revisit the cabin stuff. Okay. He goes back to his hometown 
Oh, okay. And how he's perceived in his hometown after what quote unquote happened at the cabin. And I don't want to, you know, ruin any of it for anybody, but they definitely like, they went deep. They said, okay, we're doing this and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hit on it all. And they go back to all the cabin stuff. Okay. Now I definitely need to go watch the whole thing. Oh yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. I I think I can say this part without giving anything away, but the nickname he has acquired in his hometown is flashy. I'm just going to leave that there and see what everybody thinks. So we, yeah, in the, I, cause I only watched the first episode of it. And in the first episode without giving too much away, when it is revealed how the deadites are coming back, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going, because he's wondering, he's like, no, I, I banished them all. How could they, unless somebody like, you know, read some of the incantations from the book, how could it possibly, and then he opens up the book and you figure out how they came back and it ends up being his fault in some way. Of course. Yeah. Who else? I, just, I thought that was. Oh, great. and and for those who for those who just love the irony of irony, when it opens, the first couple of episodes, Ash is living in a trailer park. So mm-hmm. the deadites, like a tornado, hits the trailer park. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. I gotta go watch the rest of them now. Oh yeah, it's it's all good right. Stuff, and Pat, man. I will Pat, I will I will bring you a copy of uh, Army of Darkness so you can watch that whenever you whenever you feel like it. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Like uh, nothing I saw in this movie would dissuade me from wanting to see the the next one, and uh, especially because I know that you guys are pretty high on the whole thing. So I'm looking forward to what's uh, about. All right. Well, we got coming up uh, in our next week's show. We've got the Monster Squad coming up this time <laughs> so that is a fun one um just watched that one uh, a few days ago again and uh then finally to finish out the month we've got the running man um so those that's going to finish us off in the month of june um coming up after that we've got a whole bunch of movies related to music i think we've got like uh um what is it we got we got dirty dancing we got la bamba um We've got a couple other movies on the list right in front of me right now. But um, I think what we may also do in July is I'm going to work on kind of throwing in there, uh, doing the same as what we did last year where we do the worst movies of 87. So I might do something with the Razzies. Uh, and if any of you guys want to watch those, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to track them down. But I, some of them are a little hard to find. Um, the other one I th- was kind of interested in doing was maybe doing a show on Star Trek The Next Generation since that came out in 87. Oh. So oh, there brother, we go. I'm in. I, I knew I'd at least get Pat on that one. So, um, and then definitely we've got coming up uh, probably for our 150th. We're gonna do, and I need to start making a whole bunch of lists of like my top whatever of everything uh, for movie music. So we're gonna be working on that one for our 150th show. So if you are a movie music fan, make sure that you're checking us out, uh, and that'll be coming up. Um, you know, just in not too many more episodes. Probably about what 10 more weeks or so. So sometime not. Not too distant future, we'll be doing a, a movie music episode for our big 150. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for Evil Dead 2. So in the meantime, you can check us out. We're on this, all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, all that other stuff. We're 30 Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Um, you can hit us up on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes. Listen to us directly from the website. You can email us if you want to, 30podcast at gmail.com. And uh, just all those other different places you can find the show. Uh, in the meantime, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. All right. Groovy. Um, groovy.
Who's laughing now? Oh, <laughs> now, see, the problem is I just now I want to go watch it again. So, um, so I may just go do that. I'm going to go watch it again. You guys have a good night. Uh, in the meantime, everybody be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies and stay groovy. All right. We'll see you all next time. See you guys later. Peace out. Yeah.